What is going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to another episode of the Turnpike Titans podcast. I'm joined, as always, by my two co-hosts, Jarrett and Vin. And guess what? Who says you can't win back-to-back games without (laughs) scoring one fucking point in the second half? Who says you can't do it? I sure as hell did it. Did you? Nevertheless, Tennessee Titans are victorious for a second straight week by a final score of 24 to 17, thanks to some very important turnovers by the Titans defense. Let's jump right into it, as we always do. I'll save my little piece after you two to go. Jarrett, start us off. First impressions on this very, very important divisional victory. Like you said, it was very important, and it's also great to get back-to-back wins, especially a road win in the division. And like Vrabel said, our head is on the uh, above water for the first time all year. Um this game I was very I was sitting on a couch I was very content I was happy 16 first downs his offense was rolling in the first half 24 points I said man this is gonna be a stress-free Sunday I even tweeted out I want I wanted 40 points on the board and little to little to no action we didn't we didn't do that but we got the win um the offense man it looked, it looked phenomenal in the first in the first half I mean like I said 16 first downs the running game was there the king is back like we said um, the holes were huge. He was involved more in the run, uh, the passing game as well. Um, it's just it's just a simple fact of not scoring points in in the second half. I mean, I think I think we had one first down the whole second half on eighteen plays in like sixty yards. Unacceptable for for uh, for a football game. And you know, we all I've seen all of us on Twitter. We were going back and forth with people. How can't you be happy as a fan? All this other stuff. Now, there's diehard fans and there's other fans on Twitter. Obviously, I mean. If you look at the big picture, yeah, you were happy for the win, but you have to play 60 minutes of, of full football to win in the NFL. Now, if that was a playoff game and it's that close, you're sweating your balls off. So you, you have to continually score on, on, on the opposing on the opposing's field, especially away. So we struggled. <clears throat> we continue to struggle with the second half, and uh, that's definitely a concern. And uh, obviously when Henry goes, his offense goes, and when he doesn't, it totally flatlines. Our, one of our top receivers for the whole game had three catches for 38 yards which is still blah to me, you know, with the receiving core. Um, <clears throat> the defense, it stopped one of the best um, running backs in the league. We, we said it. That was one of our key points last last week, to keep JT under wraps. I think he had like 40 yards or something like that, if you guys correct me, whatever. 38. Um, 38. Um, but the biggest thing with this defense, man, and, and it's it's clear to everybody now, when Bud Dupree is, is in and he sets the tone, the pressure's there. The run defense is there. But when he's not, it's a clear we can't get off the field. We cannot pressure the quarterback. So uh, something needs to happen with that $20 million man, and he needs to stay healthy for the rest of the year because, uh, you know, we'll see what happens with that. Yeah, actually, what you're right. It was uh, 42. Matt Ryan had a negative rush, so that took their soul to 38. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and especially with the defense, too. Matt Ryan, he, had, he almost had 400 yards passing. And, and I think we were letting opponents – passer rating quarterback, whatever, the quarterback's passer rating were the lowest in the NFL at 106 they're averaging. I mean, that's ridiculous. And we thought that was one of the strong points on this offseason. And clearly, it's a it's a glaring need right now. And what glaring need happens, Chris Chris Harris, like we said in the two podcasts ago, I think uh, the Saints are bringing him in for a visit. So, I mean, we could have used him. So, we'll see what happens. Yep. Vin? Um, first, I'd like to give myself another one of these. My <laughs> prediction was 21-17. Uh, last week I was pretty close. This week I was even closer. Um, predicted their score it was three points off with our score. Um, like I said, I know you guys picked us to win too, but I got to be the uh, internal optimist amongst the uh, 
the three of us, you know, someone's got to do its tough job, but, um, but yeah, no, I thought we looked phenomenal in the first half. And I like jokingly said on Twitter at halftime, yeah, but how many points are we going to score in the second half? Thinking we'd throw 10 points on there, you know, uh, 14, but we actually scored none. So, yeah, I don't know what the uh, disparity is. I don't know if it's like they're letting Tim Kelly call plays in the first half and letting uh, Todd Downing call him in the second half. Like, there's got to be some common denominator because in the three weeks, you know, Sal's been saying it. We've been outscored, what, 70 to 7 or something in the, in the second half? or 7. Something yeah, it's like something like that, 68 something to something. And it's, I ironically, that. it's like almost the exact same from what we've scored to the opponents. So it's like something like 68 to 7, us, our scoring first half to second. And likewise, it's it's ridiculous. But I'm sorry. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's getting inexcusable. And I saw a stat that we had, I think, 18 first downs in the first half and three in the second half. And we had 28 total yards in the second half. So, I mean, let's be real. The Colts are a team that's not very good. You know, they had to have a lot of things go right against them. I mean, for them uh, against Kansas City. Well, when we play the Kansas Cities, the Chargers, you know, the Bills, the Dolphins, the Bengals, the Ravens. Broncos. The Broncos, eh, we're not there yet. I'm dead on the Broncos. Yeah. yeah. All right. We'll see. They got <laughs> we'll tough see about defense. That. That's about it. Yeah, well, that's all they'll need for the team who can't score a fucking field goal in the second half. I'm sorry. Well, when we play those teams, I mean, it's you're not going to be able to get away with the things we get away with when we play the, um, you know, the Raiders and the, uh, um, the Colts of the world. So it is um, troubling, you know. But hey, a win is a win is a win. We're playing the AFC South. We're tied for the division lead now. Um, but guess what? The Jags did look good against Philly. I watched a um, decent amount of that game. Um, but, you know, on to uh, Washington. You know, this would be so typical Titans for us to uh, – I don't even want to put the, the the whammy on us, but, you know, this has a, a loss written all over it if you're a Titans fan. This is just the kind of game they lose. So You're, scream- you're screaming Jets of last year already? Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, so, but there was a lot of bright things to, um, you know, um, focus on in that game. I mean, we're getting creative with Henry, it seems, you know, throwing him the ball. I mean, I haven't seen him catch this many balls this early in the season in his seven years here. Um, I continue to say the defense is the bright spot of this team. Uh, Philly's own Tyre Tart with the um acrobatic interception. Love when a fat man gets the, the big man alert the ball. Um, you're right, Bud Dupree, when he's on the field, it seems like he accelerates the play of everyone around them, but he can't seem to stay on the field. Um, and I just saw a stat today that our boy McCreary is leading the league in tackles right now. I think he has 30 tackles on the year. So a lot of bright spots on defense. Uh, linebacking core played much, much better uh, the last two weeks. Um, and we still have those two guys named Jeffrey Simmons and Kevin Byard. So I'll continue to say the defense is going to have to keep bailing us out if our offense continues to stall. Um, but good things to look forward to. Um, but definitely need some work, especially offensively, because, um, you know, I'm sure Sal will go more in depth on it if he didn't already when he was uh, in his car after the game. But, uh, yeah, I uh, it's on the Washington. Let's get this, this win and, um, you know, try and string together a little streak here because our schedule's 
pretty tough going forward. So, yeah, absolutely. And I, I don't know if I've said this on Twitter yet, but I, I think everyone should be on the same page when I say this team's got to go four and two at the break. I mean, they they absolutely have to win this game, and they got to win the next game at home against the Colts. So I don't want to look too far ahead. I want to go into this game, but. Without question, with this schedule up and coming, I mean, they have to, have to be four and two at the bye. Jump in. Well, no, I mean, oh, it, after this week, Washington bye and then the Colts. Oh, I thought it was Washington Colts and the bye. We're up. We got a bye after this week. Oh, shit. It's an early bye. Yeah, no, I know. I don't really love that, but it is what it is. Um, so, either, okay, we got to be three and two going to the bye. Now, jumping in this game. Um, uh, you know, I, if you are on my Twitter, you've seen most of what I had to say already, but I'll try to summarize it a little bit better. Um, you know, this team is not beating anyone worth a damn if they can't score a point in the second half. Um, you know, uh, you could say what you want about Denver. You could say you want about any of these other teams, even Jacksonville, you're not beating Jacksonville. If you're not going to be able to score a point in the second half, it's not going to happen. And I think there is very little chance you're beating the Colts again in a couple weeks, if you're not going to be able to score any points in the second half. Um, at this point, it's almost like uh, it's just embarrassing that we got to continue to talk about how awful our offensive coordinator is. Um, and, you know, the, the the people that are that get paid to talk about the Titans are, are, are a lot of them are, are blinded by this. And they somehow think that there's a lot more underlying issues than just Todd Downing. Are there some? Yeah, of course, there are some. But uh, this guy cannot do anything. Uh, that's not scripted. It, it appears. It appears that a lot of our play calling in the beginning is scripted, and once you got to make an adjustment, this guy is lost. And I think that's a nice way of putting it. Clearly, um, shows you, it clearly, clearly shows you. There was a graph someone posted it on Twitter that the highly scripted plays, the Titans are way, way up there in the good category. And like I said, 16 first downs, and then the Colts make the adjustments at halftime. We yeah. have one first down. You can't capitalize on their, on their. Um, you know, um, adjustments like you can't adjust to them. It's, it's embarrassing. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, uh, anyone with a pair of eyes can see that in the second half, we just continuously want to run on every single first down. Now, mind you, I've said it already. I'll say it again. Derrick Henry is definitely back to his old self. Some people were trying to say that he, he always had it and the holes weren't there. Now the holes aren't really, really there much now either. He's just bursting off the line of scrimmage. He's breaking tackles, playing angry, and that's what we need. We desperately need that. So, um, listen, if he's going to play like we're used to seeing, um, it's going to help us out. But if everyone on the planet knows we're going to run the ball in the second half on every single first down, what you saw last Sunday is what's going to continue to happen. Um, I'm actually – my confidence in Tannehill has been elevated just a smidge more than it was last week. He's, ba- he's back on. He's I'm back not, on. No, I'm not back on. I'm not back on. But it's not his fault that I'm not back on. Because, again, if you're going to consistently throw the ball around 20 times a game, uh, you're not setting yourself up for success as a quarterback, okay? You look at the teams that are the juggernauts in the NFL – and a lot of people are starting to come around with this logic as well. They need to throw. They need to throw. Of course they often. do. That's not that's not his fault. That's Downing's fault. He was it's not. He was seventeen to twenty one. I mean, you gotta I throw just, the fucking ball. I understand that. I get that. I get that. That's why I'm saying it's not his fault yeah. that I'm not back on the bandwagon. Statistically speaking, he threw. He had four incompletions last week. That's really good. But you know, I, I'm tired of seeing these 120, 140 yard fucking stat lines. It's terrible. We're not getting anywhere in this in this conference if we're going to continue to pray that 22 is going to take us to the homeland every week. It's not going to work. So uh, moving forward to next week, which we'll talk about in a minute, 
Um, they have to be a passing football team. And, and I know that's incredibly difficult now that you're number two guy is out for a couple weeks and you don't know who the fuck you're going to see out there next week. Ugh. And it sucks, but regardless, these still are NFL players. We need to throw the ball more. Uh, and our second half production is not going to go anywhere if we're continuously banking on Derrick Henry to produce all of our offense. So um, again, I'm very happy we won. It was an absolute necessity for this team to win. I mean, just talk about division, talk about, record in general i mean there's a million ways that you can you know describe how big this game was um but we'll see how we do offensive moving forward defense clearly was the only reason we won this game you know obviously um and and frankly the craziest thing is i'm 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 not thrilled really with the pass rush still to be honest yeah they got three sacks but you know matt ryan had a lot of time on sunday and that's why he threw for damn near 375 yards or damn near 400 yards cuz he had a lot of time to throw most of the day we need to work on that bud dupree being out clearly is a big concern uh, i've said it a million times he makes everyone around him better even though he's not a crazy stat line guy his pressure helps everyone else in the defensive line so we got to pray that his injury is not you know something we're going to be looking at long term um but you know again you know uh, Chica Conquell, your leading receiver with 38 yards. Where are we going with that? Where are we going with that? Not to mention he should be more involved. And to your point, Vin, about the pass catching, yes, it's good that he's we're adding at least some sort of dimension to him, but that's not really what he is built to do. And I'm telling you, if we're going to rely on that, it's going to come back to bite us at some point. There's going to be a situation where we're going to try to throw him the ball in a pivotal third and short, whatever the case may be. He's not a good catcher. He can't catch very well. He had a bad drop. He had a bad drop. And I mentioned this on the radio today when I called up, uh, you know, WSNR. Eventually, there's going to be a point in time when Hitano's going to lob him up a screen pass. And because it's not a it's not a bullet pass, if he don't come up with it, that motherfucker's going up in the air and someone's going to pick that shit off. And I don't want to be the one to say, I told you so. But when you're throwing lob screen passes to a guy who's not good at catching, it can bite you, and I think it will. So when you got Hilliard back there, who is hands down the best pass catching back you got, you got to give him more looks. I mean, he's a weapon, and we're we're really we're hardly seeing him on the field. Um, so all things considered, happy with a win. Still very concerned moving forward. Um, but in this league, it's hard to win, and we pulled it out. So you know, I, I can't. Well, we're a missed field goal away from being three and one, as pessimistic as all three of us have seemed at times. We are. I mean, we, we buried them after week two. We were basically talking about uh, we're going to be a top bottom five team in the league, you know. So, but you can also I mean, flip that still, around and look, save. It, it definitely Bayard. still doesn't look. It still doesn't look great and promising yet no. first half titans great second half titans is not good seven points all year is, is i mean yeah you could say if buyer doesn't tip that pass in the end zone against the raiders we're definitely losing definitely losing we can't score after halftime so how are we going to win that game if he winds up not deflecting that pass uh yeah whatever cole dylan cole yeah he might have tipped it the bottom line was waller was catching that ball buyer didn't reach his left hand up and if he catches that ball they tie the game and no one's telling me we win that game in overtime nobody is telling me we're winning that game Right, wrong, or indifferent, it doesn't matter. We're two and two in a bad division with a team that realistically, although they look good in Jacksonville, they could very well come back down to earth and lose three in a row. Um, so it's it's a good position to be in, but the changes have to come, and crunch time is on the horizon. So um, let's get right into what we usually do here. We'll talk about Tannehill. I already gave my two cents about it. Uh, Jarrett, you can go on your tangent about how he's a top three quarterback in the league right now. Um, I'm just kidding, obviously, but 17 for 21, 137, two touchdowns, 
Uh, where are you sitting right now at 17? Efficient. I mean, he, he's getting the job done as of now. I'm not going to give him like a crazy grade, but like a B plus is, is significant for that. But I would like to see them throw the ball. He used his legs this this past he week. He did. Yes, he did. Oh, he stepped up and scrambled. Very yeah. happy he did. Extending the extended the play was, was extended was, the play. Yes. Awesome. Um, I mean, it's just I would like to see them throw the ball. Must have listened to us. Must have listened to their pod. He must have. Yeah, I hope right. he does. Maybe they. Maybe he's there. You know he ain't getting this. coached to do it. You know he ain't getting coached to do it. That's for fucking sure. <laughs> I mean, it's it's a thing. You can't really blame him because we have no threat now, especially if Traylon Burks goes down. I mean, who the fuck are they throwing? The he wasn't a threat now? anyway. Let's be I honest. Know, I mean, fucking I, two I, targets a game. Get out of here. Exactly. So now they're getting Derrick Henry more involved in the game. That's what I said in the beginning. Once if he goes, we go. So now you're gonna have to throw him the ball. You're gonna have to have him rush the ball. So who, who's the threat on the outside? No one. So they're gonna start keying on Derrick Henry now that you know he's yeah, in the passing game more. So I mean. I mean, we'll see what happens, but all in all, he he he's surprisingly good. B plus is 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 definitely a, a fair Instagram. assessment, I would yeah. say. Ben, yeah, I'll, I'm gonna stay steady with with Tannehill and give him another B. You know, there's nothing wrong with Bs. You know, my transcript in college is 80 percent Bs, the occasional A, the occasional C, but I got through my life on Bs, so it's not a bad thing. But you're just uh, not selling a broken record. You, you know what you're getting out of him. You know, as long as he doesn't lose us the gate, makes us a play here and there. You know, I, I think we could, um, you know, be all right with him. The postseason is a different story, but we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. But, you know, I'm not making excuses for the guy, but he lost his number one receiver. He's failed to get on the same page with, um, you know, Basically, anyone who's come through the door other than A.J. Brown, I mean, couldn't do it with Julio. Robert Woods is coming along, but, you know, the guy hasn't had much continuity within his offense outside of Derrick Henry since he's he's been here. It's been a revolving door of, you know, Khalif Raymond, Corey Davis, A.J. Brown, uh, Robert Woods, Julio Jones, uh, Traylon Burks, uh, fucking uh, Cody Hollister. So Smith. Yeah, it's 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 uh you know he hasn't had the the like you know re- got receiving core like you know just not to get you know too far fetched but you know like Brady he's had Godwin he's had Evans you know what I mean like a solid receiving core that he's spent years with um so not that I'm making excuses for him but you know he's he's talented enough to um you know be a quarterback on a winning team but. You still worry about, you know, him making a dumb play every now and again, but it was nice to see him use his legs. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to stay steady. It was, it was a B performance out of him. He hasn't done anything to, to wow me. You know, there are some factors that work against him because, like I said, he hasn't had, you know, the same receiving core for, you know, basically his whole career here. Um, but hopefully going forward, I mean, it seems like Robert Woods is coming around a little bit. Hopefully as the year goes on, he's – Probably going to be our, you know, our, our number one the whole year. Uh, maybe with with Burks out, it's going to force our hand with Chig, get creative with him, um, line him up in the slot, line him as a receiver, line him as a tight end. With that six million dollar tight end we we paid that yeah, we fucking don't even let see the field. The fuck? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know where he's he's been, Hooper. I mean, um, and then we're gonna have Phillips. to get Josh, Josh Gordon involved. Yeah, Phillips. Hopefully, he's back this week. Um, maybe we'll get Gordon involved, but he played yeah, last hopefully. week. He he was he was active last week, by the way. I no or no, it wasn't. He was or, or no, I, I'm pretty sure he was. Phillips? Yeah, yeah, he was active. Yeah, he had one target. 
Okay. But his shoulder hurts apparently, so he's 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 healthy enough to suit up. But you know we can't. Guy gets nine fucking targets week one. He's gotten two since week yeah. one. I mean Jesus fucking. I'm sorry, man. No, it's all right. I think they lost <laughs> a little bit of. Uh, they don't want to put too much on his play with him uh, fumbling those palm returns. I don't think they want to fuck with his confidence too much early in his career. I don't know. So, but, so let's not let's sit him after that. Come on. Yeah, I mean, well, we're going to need to do something going forward because we're running thin all over the place. So we're going to need something that we don't have much of, and that's creativity amongst our amongst our offensive play calling. So yeah, hopefully Robert Woods. Uh, you know, develops that number one chemistry with, with Tannehill. And other than that, I mean, it's a crapshoot as to who's going to fucking get the ball. Um, but, yeah, I'm steady with Tannehill. I'm going to stop repeating myself. And no. that Sal mentioned Malik Willis in the next two minutes. Wow, you know what? You you really you must – we must be really on serious wavelengths after a year and, a year and four weeks doing this. <laughs> Because that's exactly where I was going. I, I, I mean, how many times do I got to? And here's the, here's the only thing, the other thing I didn't mention last week, which a lot of people don't even have the smarts to understand either. You don't even need to put him in with the expectation to have him do anything. The sheer threat to put him in having no clue what's next, he can hand the ball off to Henry for a, one or two plays a game. It just adds another dimension to an offense who is completely lost after halftime. I'm going to keep hammering this home because although we've just won back-to-back games, we have still yet to score a fucking point in the second half. And there needs to be some sort of creativity. You guys want to know. I mean, really, all you have to do, all our listeners at home, watch the Kansas City Chiefs on a weekly basis. Not only do they have the best tight end in football and the best quarterback in football, arguably, and they used to have one of the best wide receivers, look at how creative they are on a week-to-week basis. There is one specific play in the red zone last week. I don't know if you saw it. They had Mahomes pointing at somebody. Before yeah, the ball is snapped, snap. yeah. and then they direct snap it. Something so simple that makes that creates something out of nothing, and this team cannot do it. So no one is going to tell me it's moronic, stupid, idiotic, or anything to put Malik Willis under center, behind mm-hmm. center, however you want, for a couple snaps a game to shake things up, even if it just means a decoy to hand the ball off to Henry. Nobody's going to tell me otherwise. I'm going to keep hammering it every week until it happens, and we'll see if anything changes. Um, but, you know, you guys said a lot of good things. I mean, I personally thought that they they really should have picked someone up wide receiver-wise this week. I mean, there's still a couple days. I don't know who the person would be. trade for somebody. Like I said, on, Andy Isabella is a free oh, well, yeah. No. I mean, that guy, again, I said, I mean, he's Kyle Phillips. We don't need another Kyle Phillips. He's a short white guy who's really fast. No need for that. We already have one who we – had a good game week one, got hurt, and then we don't fucking use him since. There's no point of Andy Isabella. Josh Gordon, I mean, really, can you just sign the guy? He can't be worse than fucking Cody Hollister. How many weeks do we have to say it? Sign him for the year for a fucking $900,000. Another thing that we also failed to mention, which is despicable. Do you know what Cole Beasley's contract for the fucking Tampa Bay Buccaneers is? It is for $650,000 with, I think, some sort of bullshit incentive to maybe get him close to eight hundred dollars or nine hundred. dollars That is all this team needed to do to bring in a very good, not great, but a very good pass catcher 
who's seasoned, who's been through the ringer, and we didn't do it. We just had no interest in doing it. And now we are in the depths of hell in our wide receiver court. It is a mess. It's a mess. And and to make matters worse, even if it wasn't a mess, we don't throw nearly enough. So, um, uh, again, I, I don't want to just rain too much on this parade, but I'm, I have really no confidence moving forward at the moment. So, you know, I'm shown otherwise, just like I said last week, but we somehow scraped out and went on the road. So, um, just to go back real quick on the yeah. Malik Will, just to you know touch on the Malik Willis. I mean, I'm I'm not a huge fan, but something needs to happen with something with the creativity, like you guys said. Right now, we're averaging 18 points per game on offense, and we're ranked 29th in the fucking NFL. That's that's absolutely disgusting. And the defense is is the same way. With I think we're ranked 26th. Well, the offense you definitely got to be more creative and put him in the wildcat, just a threat like an RPO or something, or maybe maybe even like make him throw a pass. Like I said, five five to seven plays a game. Like just get somewhat creative. And even if you're not going to do it, what happened to the the RPOs with Tannehill? We don't do we have I don't think I've seen it once. What happened to the rollout? I want to see him hold the ball once. The past few years, he's broken a few big plays. Every we, we've we've, we've knocked it out. We've knocked it on the head so many times. It's fucking it's downing in its offense. It's changed completely since Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith was all about that. Now we're not doing it. Yeah, and, and I got it. It's funny on the, on the previous pod I was on. There was a running joke about how I did how much I disliked Arthur Smith, and I thought realistically, although the points were there. Um, I thought it was more of a product of the talent we had rather than the scheme itself. But, oh, my God, I would fucking I would sell the rights to I would name my first three kids, Arthur, whether it was a boy or a girl to get him back, because, I mean, this is think he told us at the Falcons, man. They could be four and oh right now if a few things don't you know go their way. You know, that offense has been looking, you know, decent. They're scoring Score more points than we are. That's for yeah. Fun. I mean, Patterson going down was huge for them, and that that's yeah. going to be tough. Uh, and if you looked at Mariota's stat line, oof, it was a uh, pretty pretty rough. Um, but again, they won two a game they needed to win. Um, and if I if I I, I think they might have brought somebody in uh, over the past few days. I'm my memory might be mistaken, but regardless, what's that? The boy will come. Oh, that that's probably what I'm thinking about. That's not worth even mentioning. That's hysterical. <laughs> yeah. I mean, God, Jesus. I, would I take him right now as a linebacker? Probably not, to be honest. Um, but oh, uh played better though. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, but Dylan you know, Cole led the hey, he led the team in tackle, stepped in well for Zach. Oh, I don't want to hear about Dylan Cole. I'm just yeah. saying, stepped right, in well, played well. He had five tackles. Okay. Eight, eight tackles. Oh, I'm sorry. No. Okay. Yeah. Well, he had five solos, three assisted. Okay. Uh, but he's not good. I mean, oh, he's, not. he's not good. David Long started to come around. That's good to see. Uh, you know, Farley was in there for a little bit. Uh, where he stands now, I would have to watch the whole game again, which I do plan on doing <clears throat> at some point. I would rather watch him, though, stumble and look lost as opposed to the other motherfucker we brought in last week just get fucking... Cool. Yeah, I, I don't. I, I, I targeted. I'm dumbfounded that uh, Mitchell was still on the roster, let alone suited up and somehow managed to uh, get in there for a couple tackles. Um, I, I, I don't know. If to, I don't know what to say about that. Whatever it is, what it is. Um, but again, this this pass rush has to has to get a little bit better. Uh, Weaver again had a decent game. Another sack. Uh, he's, he's one of the bright spots here. Uh, I got to look at the, the usage rate, but I, I hope he's getting you know, a lot of snaps because, 
Um, he seems to be their best option at the edge uh, when Dupree can't can't make it. And, and he's been outperforming Dupree as far as stat sheet's concerned anyway. So, um, But I, I still think Dupree is, is, is a must as far as this, this pass, rush, pass rush is concerned. Um, so moving on, let's get into this uh, upcoming matchup against the Commanders. Uh, you know, you guys mentioned trap game. I'll be honest, I'm not really looking at it like that this, this go-around because – this team doesn't deserve to be given a label of a trap game because you got to be really good to be able to be called, have a game called trap game. Uh, nobody's telling me that the, the commanders are far and away worse team than the, the Titans right now. Um, are they technically? Yeah, but I don't think there's a huge gap at the moment, especially with our injury concerns moving forward. So uh, what do you guys think we got to do to take care of business in Washington? Yes, we got to pressure, pressure Wentz, our boy Wentz, uh, force some turnovers with him. Um, big, big key factor for uh, Washington is uh, Dotson's not playing. Um, yeah. He's out, and but they, they do get Brian Robinson back, uh, the rookie uh, running back from Alabama. So that could be another twist in the run game with uh, Antonio Gibson. Um, just contain the run. I'm not too worried about with that, uh, especially after we contain JT. But uh, the biggest thing is just the pressure and open up holes uh, for Derrick Henry. Man. Um, yeah, no, I mean, uh, familiar foe in Carson Wentz. We, uh, he's probably still having nightmares about that left-handed interception on the goal line last year. Um, so watch him play a lot, obviously, um, seeing how, you know, I live right outside of Philly, but, you know, he will make his mistakes. We just have to capitalize on it, but, um, you know, we can't, uh, we can't get in our own way, which is what we like to seem to do. Um, I could see this game going very similar to the last few weeks where we jump out to a nice lead and, you know, we let them hang around. I want to see the difference be us keeping our foot on the gas, scoring points, trying to be more creative offensively. I'd like to see them get Chig more involved. I'd like to see uh, Josh Gordon maybe get some red zone targets. I don't know, but something see we haven't field. Seen. Yeah, let's let's see something we haven't seen yet, really, um, on offense. Oh, did we threw a fade um, all year? What's that? Oh, did we throw a fade all year? Yeah, well, we got no one to throw fades to. Yeah, we can't um, get in the red zone in the second half, obviously. So, <laughs> but no, I mean, I want to uh, put pressure on Wentz, let him make his mistakes, and uh, take care of business. Put our foot on the gas. Uh, keep Henry rolling. I know all things go through him, but obviously, want to see more creativity with some more players. Um, you know especially Chig, I think he's going to be an athletic freak. And as the year goes on, I think he's a piece that you can move all over an offense, similar to uh, what we did with Janu, you know, running creative plays with him. Um, so, yeah, I want to see more creativity. I want to see um, a defense that's going to, you know, continue to put pressure on a quarterback who's uh, prone to make some mistakes. And I want to capitalize on it and, um, you know, it's a road game and they're never easy in the NFL, but for whatever reason, I feel like sometimes this team fucking plays better on the road. Um, but yeah, let's not get in our own way. Let's uh stick to the run game, work off of that, get creative off of it, and play sound defense, you know. Yeah, 100 percent They gotta get to Wentz uh early and often. I mean, that's really gonna be a focal point. I'm not expecting well, I'm really any Heineke in soon either. You know, they're they're uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I know that that's probably somewhat in the back of their minds. Um, and I think a lot of their fan base is calling for him already too. So not like that really matters anyway, but Commander. whoever the fuck's back there, they got to get to him early and often. I'm not expecting really anything from the offense to be quite honest with you, both of you. Uh, I mean, really, they, they just, when you're hurt, like they are hurt and you know, Washington's got to know 
that it's going to primarily the offense is going to run through Derrick Henry. Um, I'm expecting this to be a down of the wire game, field goal game. Um, I'm just looking for some life in the second half. That's that's my number one hope. Obviously, a win is number one. But secondly, to get to the win, I want to see some reduction in the second half. Um, I want to see some shots downfield. I don't care who's out there. We never, ever throw down the field. We never take a shot deep. I mean, I don't get it. It's almost like there's there's really the the worst thing that could happen. If you're at the 30-yard line, take a shot deep, it gets picked off, and it's like you punted it. I mean, and and there's definitely a better chance that you're going to either catch it or get a PI rather than getting picked off. But we never want to do it. We never want to air it out. We're content with throwing for 130 yards a game and giving, you know, Derrick Henry as many carries as possible. It's not going to take you very far in this conference. We know that. Um, but yeah, defense has got the pass rush has to get to get better. Um, and I think we need to be much more of an aerial team than we are a running team. And that's only going to help Derrick Henry long term as far as the holes he might get. Maybe he doesn't see a stack box every single play. Um, they got to try. They got to try to throw the ball more. Robert Woods is competent enough to give you 70, 80 yards if you let him. Uh, maybe Phillips gets back in the mix. We saw what he's capable of when he catches the ball. Forget about the punts. Uh, he's a great pass catcher from what we've seen so far. And who knows who's going to be lifted, if it's going to be Gordon again, maybe McMath, or maybe Dez. I don't know who the hell is still around. He's to still be on IR, around. isn't he? McMath. Then yeah, it might be Des Patrick then. I, I don't know. He's going to have to come back probably after the bye week. That's what I'm assuming. Him and Molden. But you're leaving out NWI. I know. I am. I am. He's not anything, dude. And people, and people were blowing him all year. <laughs> I did that one. Well, yeah. Not, not, uh, not us. But, yeah, a lot of people were. But, Jesus, what the hell did he do last week? He had uh, what? Nothing. Nothing. Not even a target. Not even a target. And it's funny. I mean, but you know what? Well, you know what? He's a great blocking wide receiver. Um, I hope you're being sarcastic, Jerry. Oh, absolutely. That's what fucking Vrabel said. Okay. He's a core special teamer as well. Oh, you know what? I'm glad you brought that up, Jared, before we, before we move on. I made a tweet that I'm sticking with, and I don't give a shit who – I mean, because really, honestly – a lot of this fan base dick rides Mike Vrabel, and I understand it from someone who's just strictly the fan who goes to the games or sits at home every week with their kids, watch. Oh, wow, look at this guy. You know, took a team with a lot of injuries to the playoffs, number one seed. But you know something? Enough's enough. This guy's ego is so fucking annoying now. The way he talked to the report, I mean, I, I get a lot of a lot of coaches aren't hunky dory, you know, with reporters. But I mean, you got to answer the questions, okay? If nothing else, somebody's owed some sort of response. Why you have the worst NFL offense in the second half by a landslide? Something's got to be said for that. And he doesn't want to answer any of the questions. So I, you know, he's in my doghouse right now. And I said, and this is the tweet I made that got people out of their wits is that this is a what have you done for me lately league? And nobody escapes that. And Mike Rabel hasn't done dick for this fucking football team lately. They the the wins they got were 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 nothing to do with him. Again, clock management, another thing we didn't bring up is a major problem with this team. Mike Rabel thought it was necessary to drain the clock when you're up two touchdowns in the first half to put you in a position to get screwed out of kicking the field goal. It made zero sense why you why you had to worry about the clock. When you're up two touchdowns and this and the opposing team couldn't do anything and you're around the 40-yard line, your own 40-yard line, worst-case scenario, it doesn't work out, you punt it to the 10-yard line. Why are you wasting time 
It makes zero sense. And that's the only reason why this game was even obtainable by the Colts in the second half, because we fumbled the bag again in the first half, giving up easy points. So, 10 points right off the bat right there. Right off the bat. So, you know, he's in my doghouse. I'm getting a little fed up with the, you know, coach him up, do this and that. I don't get any pleasure out of the post-game fucking, uh, you know, the, the locker rooms. I don't get anything out of that anymore because, you know, this is really – I don't think Bill Belichick would be, you know, storming the locker room, pumping their fist after a win like we saw last week. I, he might, but I don't personally see it because it's it, it's 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 a win where you got to say to yourself, we got lucky, and this is getting embarrassing that we can't score points in the second half. Let's fix it. Let's get back on the horse and let's go. And he's all like, oh, yo, you guys are you guys never quit. Da 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 da. So that's just my opinion. I don't know how did you two feel about it. But I'm getting a little tired of the Mike Frabel, like, you know, ego boost. He's got to shove in everyone's face every week. Just real quick with the coaching point now, like we're back on it. The offensive efficiency, where you're talking about the schemes and the lack of production in the second half compared to the first half. The, the Titans offensive efficiency rankings through four weeks overall is the best in the first half. Number one in the NFL. The run is fourth in the NFL in the first half. Pass is second in the NFL in the first half. Yeah. In the second half, every single one yeah, of them, 32nd 30, 30 last uh, in the how, NFL. How can it not so be? That, that just goes to show you that it's a coaching thing and you can't scheme to the other person's scheme because they you know they're making adjustments at halftime to stop you, what you did in the first half. You just cannot. And that falls on Rabel almost absolutely. as much, if not the same Ooh. amount as Downing. It has to. And I'm tired of everyone. can't make that swing from first to 31st that bad. Everyone is so hell-bent on what they've done. Right. A lot of people give Tannehill a lot of leash room because he took over from Mario and it took us to the FC championship game. A lot of people give Mike Vrabel some leash room because he was coach of the year, because he took a team with a ton of injuries into the number one seed. Well, what the fuck did that any of that do for us? OK, we got some AFC South banners. That's it. It was an epic. It's been ever since, including the KC AFC championship game. It's been a massive letdown every single game in the postseason. So why does anyone give a shit what we did previously with Tannehill, with Rabel? It's meant nothing. Zero. At least if we got to the Super Bowl, I would have given you that. All right, that's a major accomplishment. But since that KC game, which has been a letdown, Tannehill nor Rabel is owed nothing from us. And a lot of the fan base here, it wants to say you're, you know, you have no right to critique any of them, and it's bullshit. But then you want to, you want to give your take on any of that? Uh, yeah. I mean, I'm listen. It's, it's, it's. I understand where you're coming from. I absolutely do. Um, with the second half adjustments and his ego, but listen, there's only 32 NFL head coaches in the world. They all have egos. Some just let it show more than others, and he definitely lets it show a little more because I think that's his bravado, even from when he was a player. Um, you know, and it's led to um, his attitude as a coach. So, listen, since he's taken over, we haven't had a losing season yet. We've been competitive, but I'm with you, Sal. It's to the point where I'm tired of being competitive. I want to I want to win one. You know what I mean? So I, I get it. Um, and the only thing that's kind of concerning with me is, especially we saw it this week with Henry's interview post game, where you could tell how when he was on the field, still how pissed off he was about how we got to get better in the second half. And even though we won, we have to, you know, can't let our opponent back in the game. And then you hear Vrabel talk, you know, well, you know, it's, it's like, it's as if it's not that big of a deal. So 
it's like a mixed bag with me because he definitely is a, a very, very good head coach. Just kind of, you feel like he's, he's refusing to change a little bit. And sometimes if you refuse, refuse to adapt, uh, eventually it'll bite you in the ass. So do I think he's going anywhere? No, I think he's going to be here until God forbid we string together consecutive losing seasons. Um, so I don't want to talk too ill on him because I don't think he's going anywhere and we're going to be not stuck with him for lack of a better term, but I could definitely understand the frustration some fans might have when it comes to, you know, his inability to realize that his offense has become completely inefficient in the second half of what is now four games. Yeah. So um, I'm on the fence about him. You know, I, I like him as a head coach. Um, I think if he ever wasn't a head coach here, he would get a job overnight. Oh, yeah. No, without question, I agree. Um, but I'm, I'm with you, Sal. I understand the frustration. I'm tired of being a team that's a competitor every year. I want to be known as a team that, okay, you know, they're marking their calendars when they play us because we're one of the best teams in the fucking league. Um, yeah. Not a team that, listen, we could beat the best teams, but we can also lose to the worst teams. I yeah. want to be a team that, you know, is a top contender every year um, in the AFC. So, yeah. On the fence about it. I'm not trying to give like a politician like answer there, but that's what you got. But you know, I um, you know, I, I definitely understand the frustration from you and from from other fans as well. Yeah, and listen, the last thing I'll say before we go into our predictions and get out of here, um, you know, there's you're right. There are a lot of coaches in the NFL. A lot of them have egos. A lot of them have huge egos. A couple I'll mention, but like I already did before, Belichick, Mike Tomlin. Those are just a few that have very big egos, and they show it a lot. But here's where the difference lies. Okay, they have big egos, but they don't let their egos get in the way of a cut and dry decision that's going to benefit their football team. Perfect example. Mike Tomlin has a huge ego and he has a right to have an ego. He's a Super Bowl champion coach. He's got an incredible record as a coach. Never under 500. Pickett's already in. Pickett's in already because they brought Trubisky in. I thought maybe he could have gotten him somewhere. He wasn't happy with it. That's it. Pickett's the guy moving forward. Bullshit. None of that. We're done. Let's go. Belichick, if he was if he was a coach of the Titans, you want to tell me that Todd fucking Downey would still be calling plays two and two with no points in the second half? Come on. Come on. There's a difference between having an ego and having an ego and letting it affect you being a good football coach. And he is letting his ego get in the way of making decisions that will benefit this team immediately. And that's where my problem lies. So we'll see how it turns out. But for now, he is 100% in my doghouse. And I, I, you know, I don't see any signs of him getting out anytime soon. But there's certainly an opportunity. Right, right, rightful, rightfully so. I mean, rightfully we're, three, so. we're three fucking heated New Jersey fucking passionate Titan fans. Yeah. So I understand where everyone's coming from. But like I said, I like to play devil's advocate a little bit here. I think there has been some progression. I'm not talking about second half offense because we all agree on that. It's been horrible. Skill wise, player sets, the offensive offensive line, I think, has gotten yeah, definitely. I think um scheme wise, even in the points from the Giants game, we haven't scored we scored 13 points. It's been getting better in the first half, obviously, with the numbers I just said. So something needs to happen. It's still very early in the season. I, I think this is gonna keep right in the ship going on yeah. to, the, to the gauntlet in November. So hopefully, hopefully that all happens out. It's just, you know, uh, it sucks because I, I'm i actually a believer that if we had a different play caller, I mean, you look at the ASC teams coming into the season. I mean, you were like, whoa, like 
the AFC is loaded. And by all means, they are. But a lot of these teams are underperforming a lot. So, you know, if we just had some sort of play caller that could make an adjustment or two at the half and get us a fucking touchdown and a field goal in the second half. This team could really, you know, there's a lot of continuity with our team, with the exception of maybe the wide receiver group. They could make a, they could make a push. They could shock some people. But you're never beating anyone when yeah. you can't even get a field goal in the third or fourth quarter. So it, it almost seems like we're going to need a few things to break our way in December and January for us to make a serious run. Why, why does it? Why does it like? Why does it come down to us? Us three guys having a podcast, other people having podcasts, talking about Titans. How does it that we see that Cooper and Shea and all these guys should get more involved with more targets, and these guys who get paid fucking millions of dollars, they can't see that. Yeah. Well, besides Derrick Henry, spread the fucking ball out a little bit. You know, yeah. give us a chance in the second half. It's it's tough, uh, and I I don't have an answer for it. I mean, you've been begging for this guy to lose his job with so many reasons to be this way for weeks and weeks and weeks. And he's just going to keep continuing to stick with them and believe in him and talk highly of him. And it's a slap in our face. I'll say it. I've said it before. I'll say it again. And it, it is what it is. We don't, we don't have a choice at this point. We got to just hope it gets better and pray for a miracle that this guy turns into Andy Reed when it matters the most. But I, <laughs> I mean, good Lord, how, how, how's it going to happen? I don't know. Uh, so let's get into the, the predictions real quick. I mean, this has been a fast hour. Um, final final score predictions for Commanders Titans. Vin? 31-21. And before we get off, too, I wanted to shout out, but none of us mentioned Christian Fulton's name, who I'm going to now say is the best corner we've had yeah. probably since Samari Roll. Um, great job on Devontae Adams last week, yeah. job, uh, this week as well. Um, our defense, our secondary is noticeably better when he is on the field. Yeah. Um, and you feel like when we get Molden back, him, McCreary, and Molden with Bayard, a lot of potential. Yeah, a lot of potential in that secondary. Don't want to divert from the prediction, but we owe him a um, you know, power yeah. back because none of us mentioned him, and he is clearly a difference maker. Yeah, a hundred percent. After that, after that, that that burnt Sterling Shepard touchdown he gave up, I was five feet from. Unfortunately, he's been out of this world since then. That yeah. was a huge play, and I think he knew it. Uh, and he's been pretty locked down since. So yeah, hundred percent. Christian Fulton, 30, 31 21 uh Tennessee. Wow. 31 points in the first half. That would be great. Yeah, you're, uh, so. you're you're definitely you're definitely uh high on them with the offensive side. I like to say I came the closest last week predicting 26-16 with a lot of field goals. I was pretty close. So I'm going to give it again. This team cannot score more than 24 points, so I'm keeping it at that. They're going it's going to we're going to win 24-13 again this week. Okay. That's fair. I'm going to go 17-10. That's where I'm gonna go. I I I really, I mean, they they should have their the way. Game. What's that? Wins the game. Oh yeah. Tennessee wins the game. And I'm not I'm not betting against them until least... you know the three of us, you could be the most pessimistic. So we didn't know if you're giving a, a no. red dub here on the pod. No, I mean, if we only score 10 against Washington, then you guys will be hosting by yourselves next week. <laughs> um, so uh yeah, 17 to 10. Uh, I expect 10 points in the first half and a touchdown in the second half. Uh, and I expect us to really just dominate, uh, to dominate defensively. I think we're going to really have our way with them. Um, but I don't want to say that too loud because uh, there's no team in the NFL that surprises their fan base more than the Titans. Go ahead, Jared. Do we get do we get a defensive touchdown this week? No, we do not. No, but Derrick Henry's running for 200 yards this week. 
I got them for 125 and two scores, and I think we got a defensive touchdown this week. Uh, I mean, I hope so. If he if he does 200 yards with Robert Woods and this Nick Wex Nick Westbrook Kina as their primary aerial attack guys, then he really is back. Because I I don't I don't see know how he doesn't see more than eight guys in the box on every fucking down next week. Um, but uh, we'll see we'll see. 17-10 is my prediction. I'd love for them to double that. 34-10 would be nice too. We'll see how it goes. Um, but we're going to wrap up here and, uh, anything else to add before we close out fellas? That is it. That's it. All right, guys, as always, make sure to check us out YouTube and insert or not Instagram. That might be coming soon too, but YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Apple, whatever, uh, like comment, subscribe the whole nine. We're hoping to, to continue to grow and we need your help to do that. So, um, we're going to head out. We'll see you next week. And, uh, as always tighten up, tighten up.